Hello everyone, once again welcome back to another episode of Full Kit Banter. I'm your host Pascal and you're joining us once again whether it be in the evening or in the afternoon where you're you know chilling at work. Um, I'm joined on this episode by Sash, Lionel, Nate and a returning guest. Um, Cash, if you guys remember from our episode from, from season 2, a Newcastle centric episode, he's back and uh, he's going to be helping us gear up for Pretty interesting clash next game week. But uh, before we dive into that, Cash, welcome back to FKB. Um, I don't know how much football you've been watching, but how has your experience to the start of the season been both, you know, as a Newcastle fan and just in general? How, how have the matches been for you? Uh, thanks for having me back. I really enjoy being here. I love talking football. So, um, okay, for a generic football fan, obviously, football is back. Um, it's wonderful. Like, we... I mean... I, it's so thankful that I just ended uh, my previous job, which I don't gives me. It doesn't give me my weekends, <laughs> so now I get to enjoy football uh, f- with a lot of freedom. Uh, yeah, it's it's always fun to watch football. It's a good time to be with your friends as well. Um, I think the level of football has been quite enjoyable so far. I feel like a lot of them are still getting into the groove of the week in week out stuff. So I think uh, it's just gonna get more exciting. Like the patterns the are starting to form, right? Sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like mm. the tactics, uh, everyone's just kicking into the systems. Uh, for Newcastle-wise, um, it's been two games. Uh, both I do, as in it, both are giving me very mixed feelings. But obviously, mm. we'll talk about that if we once we cover the Newcastle-Brighton game. So uh, we can cover the other games first. I think that's a that's one that is uh, really standing out. <laughs> <laughs> and in, t- in typical FKB cur- uh, curse fashion, uh, we went on record to say this game was going to be probably the most boring game of the weekend. <laughs> and I don't want to just throw Sash under the bus because he convinced me. I, I believe that it was going to be a dud, but... Uh, for those of you who did watch and for those of you who live in Singapore, you, you stayed up a bit later on a Sunday night to catch the game. What a match. Just had everything. You had controversy. You had exciting football. You had managers going at it like it was the main event of a UFC pay-per-view. Just, and you had last, you had last minute goal. It, it's just, it just had everything. And I'm obviously going to turn the uh, attention to Sash because he's um, directly involved in this game, although um, when two like, sort of titans play at the top, it affects everyone. Sash, overall, um, fair to say that the performance was very pleasing, something that you didn't quite uh, like seeing last week? What's uh, the overall like, vibe when you're in? Definitely a much better performance. Koulibaly's goal was, it's it's a striker's oh, goal. top drawer, top drawer. Yeah, I, di- I didn't I didn't expect that of him. <laughs> I don't think anyone did, bro. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why no one was sort of marking him that far out. But yeah, I think like that, like you look at Koulibaly, you you look at oh this six foot five giant, definitely good in the air. Never expected him to be so good with his volley. It's like a it's a bit Robin Van Persie-esque, that technique. I haven't seen that in a long while. Um, match officiating-wise, absolutely horrific. Yeah, I, I'm going to sign that petition. <laughs> okay, if you guys didn't know, there's this petition 
going around which kind of states that they don't want Anthony Taylor, who was the bald fraud refereeing the Chelsea versus Tottenham match, to be officiating another Chelsea match because every time he does it, he referees a match, we get shafted somehow. And the two main talking points, or rather how Spurs scored, was usually were, were both from very um, controversial decisions made by Anthony Taylor. The first one was when Havertz got fouled, but he didn't call for the foul. And okay, you can say that, you know, you play to the whistle, but I'm sure Chelsea fans and, and you know, everyone representing the football club, it's it's pretty hard done by to concede from that decision. But you can say, all right, fine, you know, um, maybe Havertz could be a little bit stronger, but... Yeah, the the second goal that, that we considered right at the depth, the 96 minute, the Hurricane header, that was... You you can't really explain why the foul... I mean, okay, there were two corners that were, were taken, right? The first one where Chelsea managed to clear the ball, but Romero decided to have a little bit of uh, Cucurella's hair. I don't know. I know he has lovely, luscious hair, and, you know, Romero might want to take some of it back How to has him. he gotten away with that with VAR? <laughs> that's my question I'm like we're, we're gonna have, we're gonna have to circle back to what two seasons ago yeah. when we were yeah. absolutely trashing on VAR but I'm just uh, I'm just I'm genuinely just baffled like right. I, I couldn't believe when I saw the replay that he was still on wasn't the, or, yeah, like, the not even a thing card. Was, yeah. was Anthony Taylor went up to the screen and he revealed it and he said no foul <laughs> yeah, yeah so yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's one of the eight wonders of the world on Anthony Taylor's refereeing <laughs> pedigree uh, just just makes you think, right? But overall, this for the way th- this is for the other guys in the in the the pot right now. Like, do your do your specific clubs have a referee like how Anthony Taylor is to Chelsea? I'm trying to think of the guy who always seems to shaft Liverpool, but I keep forgetting Mike, his Mike name. Mike Dean? Was it Mike Dean? No, right? I don't Howell, think it's Mike Howell, Dean. Howard Webb is it? How no? no Howard Webb, Webb was like oh the OG United yeah. twelve men. But <laughs> like, I'm trying to think of like currently who like like I know Arsenal have a ref they really don't like. Kevin Friend. Also, I doubt it's also Yeah 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 yeah, yeah. It might Kevin, be Kevin Friend. Friend, yes. Yeah. Uh, you and mean it seems for like Arsenal or for Liverpool? Like, Arsenal, Arsenal. Liverpool I don't um, know. So I guess. Uh, wait, does, he wasn't does anyone their not friend. like Martin Atkinson? Oh he's, wait. He's kinda hmm. weird. Like <laughs> I actually need to do more of a deep dive in referees and like really see how often like how how dodgy like their decisions are. I think that's something that because there's no review. Yeah. So if you're not I really attentive, one, you like the only one that everyone likes is Jared Gillard, right? Who? The Jared Gillard. I think the only one that everyone likes is Jared Gillard. Jared Gillard. Damn, he's the Australian guy. Oh, okay, okay. But he's he's just starting in the Prem, right? I know he was in the championship yeah. for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. John Moss is not yeah, bad. Maybe. I think generally. Haven't heard much bad things about him. Who was I love the how referee? That's the we said. <laughs> if yeah. we who, who was the referee that I mean, the rest uh, get a lot of shit, right? England is quite. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Who was the referee that Sir Alex Ferguson made fun of? The one who had uh, a bit of a. Coin fat, punch. is it? Yeah. He, said that, uh, he couldn't keep up with the game. Oh, uh. Feel that. <laughs> Yeah, filled oh, out. Oh yeah, filled out. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Filled, filled out. out. <laughs> yeah, Fergie was a savage, bro. Straight up uh, fat shame team. 
they don't make the managers like they used to. I mean, Tuchel, you could tell like in his post-match press conferences was on the verge of really going, cutting deep, but I think he like held himself back. But yeah, sorry for that little tangent, Sasha. Mm-hmm. Like, no, carry no on with the, with the game. Yeah, I think... It, it, I think this, this is a little... I wouldn't say recommendation, but... I would like to hear, you know, at the end of a, a game, like, if there's a very controversial decision or a decision that could mm. have been made both ways, like, the referee would just step up and explain himself on the mic. Like, Cliff like made it transparent. Right? Yeah, like, made it transparent yeah. on, on yeah. what, on, on his train of thought to, to you know, or, or rather, what, what were the events to uh, finally put in place for him to decide to make that particular decision? Because... I'm baffled, you're baffled, I'm sure the listeners who watch the game are baffled as well on how that w- wasn't, that the hair pulling wasn't classified as violent conduct. I'm just, I'm just it's lost for w- words. But <laughs> even having said that, like, that probably isn't even the worst of the transgressions, like, mm-hmm. I mean, like, like, I'm not a Chelsea fan, don't get me wrong, but the first goal, I, I was shocked, like, there were at least for me two occasions where it could have been called off. I thought uh, Richarlison should have been offside even though he doesn't like quote-unquote interfere with play. I think we've seen them given before. He's kind of in the line of sight. Yeah, just the second goal I think was a bit more l- less egregious than the first but still that that one had a bit of questions as well. Yeah, so yeah, why have one. VAR when the people who are officiating VAR, right? They're clearly not competent enough. So the question is, did VAR point that out, but Anthony Taylor decide to overrule it? This will You're referring know. to what What in this incident? Oh, both, uh, um, both cases. the, hair the Cucurella hair pulling, yeah. Right, right. It's a definite foul, right? It's just because boys what? being boys, man. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> if the right decision was given... The referee would have definitely given a foul on Cucurella. I I mean I don't really bother about what color of the card Romero would have received, because that would have definitely ticked on because because of the foul that wasn't given right. Uh, Spurs had a corner and then scored from that subsequent corner. Whereas if the mm. foul was given, I'm sure that Chelsea would have seen seen it out, and gotten the three points against Spurs at the bridge, which we usually normally do. But um, like I said, you know, it's still a long season, swings and roundabouts. You know what may not have the decisions may not that you know isn't in our favor for this particular fixture. You know, it might things will even out at the end. So, not that worried because it's sure, the start of the sure, season. Sure. Yeah, I I think for me uh, the way I look at it, it's more disappointing that. The, the narrative coming out of the game isn't how well Chelsea played. It's it's about how bad the refereeing was and obviously the fight between Conte and Tuchel. Like, and talking about that fight, right, do you, do you think Tuchel is in the right for the beat, like sort of being the aggressor or do you think that's just what happens when, you know, emotions and tensions are high in such a high-stakes fixture like this one? I'm sure Tuchel is just embodying all the frustrations and 
I mean, it's, it's pretty much 100% justified uh, actions or rather the words that he spoke because he straight up during his post-match interview, he he went down hard on the officiating. He didn't hold any... Uh, I'd rather say... He, he wasn't... He, it was a no holds but you know, uh, comment from him. But then again... I don't know if he's going to get suspended for it. Because, you know, the Premier League, they really have this no-nonsense um, policy on, on managers going in on the officials. Sure. Yeah, but uh, it, it was kind of nice to see and a little bit memeish. Like, like uh, I think this morning there oh, were a lot very, of memes. Yeah. There were a lot of memes being uh passed around. Uh, there was one great meme from uh, that was uploaded on our page. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, just <laughs> take a look. Yeah, it's on our Instagram page at Full Kid Venter. Right. Uh, good plot. On the whole. <laughs> I think we really look much better than the time or oh, than rather last week when we played Everton. Everyone looked a little bit more assured of their position. You know, Reese James playing that right centre back position, but uh in possession he actually kind of played that Aspi role to a T. He also made his runs forward. Ruben Loftus-Cheek played well as a right wing back even though he's not one. Kukurella, I think right now he's cemented his place as left wing back and Chilwell I think right now he, he needs to take a step back and be a bench warmer for now because I still don't think it's 100% fit but overall really as as a Chelsea man much better performance on the whole and looking forward to on paper oh crap I'm, I don't want to FKB yeah, curse it, it so um on paper, it looks like a decent run of fixtures for us. We need to get um favorable results. I'm not. I'm not gonna jinx it even more. We need. We're we're gonna need to get favorable results because right now I think, uh, as a Chelsea fan, right, and I'm sure all my other fellow Chelsea fans would agree on this that right now the main aim is top four. We honestly can't challenge Liverpool and Man City right now for the title because it seems like the rebuilding process is a constant one. Like we have been rebuilding the team every year. We we don't seem to have the finished article because we have been hiring and firing so many managers. So right now I think under the new owner Todd Bowley, he kinda wants a to replicate something that FSG and I think the the Emirates I'm blanking out the the owners of, of Man City yeah. the City group are doing uh, right city now group. yeah the City group yeah. are doing which is to give managers time and to obviously support them financially to get the players that they want so uh, it's kind of a catch-22 situation for me speaking of players who they want right you guys have been heavily linked with Obama Young which kind of a kind of came out of left field I don't know what the rest think about that but mm-hmm. looking at Kai Havertz's last two performances um, I can't say I'm convinced that he is your solution as, as a centre forward to be honest I, I still don't really know where he makes the most impact in the, in the Premier League at least he seems to be more efficient when it comes to like the Champions League mm-hmm. how sort of 
excited are you with this Aubameyang link? And if not, do you think Harvard can come Honest- good eventually, or do you think that some that some position that you need honestly to right reinforce? Do you remember the reason why Aubameyang is getting so much hate when he was at Arsenal? Was because he was missing chances, so it mm. doesn't. I I don't really understand the reason why. Um, Chelsea fans are so excited about Aubameyang coming over. Yeah, because I, I don't know if they are excited though. I'm a, I mean, I there's really a there's a general like there's a general hype because Aubameyang buzz okay in name used to be a world class player, but the key word right here is used to be, or rather the key words, and I think yeah. I think Aubameyang has stated publicly that he wants to stay at Barcelona and fight for his place. And I think it's kind of a, a media, like media just kicking up a, a false narrative or fake fake news basically because Tuchel has worked with Aubameyang before. And yeah, I do agree that, you know, Havertz from for these two particular games and even stretching back to some of the preseason friends, he has not looked like, you know, the striker that Chelsea needed or rather need right now because of his lack of finishing ability but from what I saw in the Spurs game right he did everything well except score it's kind of like uh, what we used to characterize Firmino as he does everything well mm. but you know poor finishing but I I think it's a little too early to judge because right now I think Tuchel has given him his full backing that okay you are my number one striker right now and we can't judge him based on two games because firstly the Everton didn't come out to play at all and second and the second game against Spurs he was in the right position just that you know f- maybe his finishing ability was not like what was required but looking at this run of games I think we need to judge him after you know maybe the sixth game to see whether you know um you know because football is a football fans firstly we are all fickle minded creatures we could all lambast Havertz and say that oh he's not up to scratch but maybe you know three games later if he scores a bag full of goals we will all be singing a different tune would you then let's say uh, you said Tuchel gives him, give him the mantle right of being the the sort of main striker at Chelsea if that does somehow not pan out the way you guys would want it to does it then become a case of bringing Broha to take over and and hopefully continue where he left off at least at the halfway mark from last season at Southampton Broja because no. we haven't really seen much of Broja as well I think we saw like six minutes of him yesterday something like that well the season is a long one and Chelsea are in many competitions and Broja would definitely have his chance in the cup competition and I think Using Arsenal as, as an example, right? When they signed Ramsdale uh, last season, Leno was still number one, but it was during yeah. a cup competition where Ramsdale kind of showed that he was a much better ball-playing keeper. He also showed that he has this type of uh, grit in him, a little bit of leadership qualities. And if Havertz is still not up to scratch, you know, after giving him so many chances in the Premier League games, and Bruyne kind of shows that he can lead the line in a cup game, I wouldn't see the reason why Tuchel wouldn't just say, all right, Broya, you've been doing well in the cup games. I'm going to give you a chance to show me what you're made of in a Premier League game. And I think Havertz shouldn't be complaining because 
I think the re- he he did really well as a sole striker last season when Lukaku was out injured, and when Lukaku came back, he immediately fell off because I think. Um, you know, Ro- Roman's a great guy. He's a great owner, but he kind of <laughs> wants his shiny new toys to be his playing pet every season. To do well, yeah, yeah. So that kind it's of it's insane how the two of them were just shiny like projects a year apart. Mm. Like, yeah, it's not even like Harvard's uh, was the outdated model. It was just a year or so. Yeah, yeah. strange. Yeah, so I I think I right now, you, right now, yeah, Aaron has just got to relax. You know, if if Harvard scores like a hat trick in two games in a row. You guys will be like, oh damn, Tuchel's a genius. Man. And you're going to sit there with egg in your face because Havertz is a... Yeah, he he's, he needs to bulk up a little bit because he's still, he's still pretty lanky. Right? He, if he turns out to be anything like, you know, one of my favourite United players, Dimitar Berbatov, then I think we've got an absolute steal for many years to come. Sure. Yeah, but actually Berbatov never really bulked up, so... It's not really about. I don't think Bobo's like. He's, yeah, he even lifts weights. He like. Yeah. yeah. He just look. He kind of looks. No, like I mean, I mean, in terms bit. of in terms of <laughs> output, not in terms of like. He he reminds in, me like, of the you know that guy from uh Ratatouille who comes to check your food. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the food critic. Yeah. The food critic. Yeah. I'm sorry. Can cool. I just ask, right? Like, if you guys do consider Obama Young, shouldn't the obvious route to go is to go for Cristiano Ronaldo? Uh, I think. We are not united. We don't really go for hair spins anymore. Mm. It's just not oh, the Chelsea model. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's very what? hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. It's fair. It's a fair harsh. point. But I mean, like, Alba is kind of considered at least in the Arsenal part of London. Like, has been what? I I don't know if he's done enough. Okay, in let, let me let me last <laughs> month. Let me then ask you guys the question: Would you take Wait, but Ronaldo or? or Obama Yang. Ronaldo. Yeah, like. I'm really talking about Newcastle. If you're just talking about quali- if you're just talking quality, I uh, will take Ronaldo. But obviously, if you want to factor no, in but, like but Ronaldo be in your first team, like will he be part of your? If, you, if the choice was him or Obama Yang, it would be Ronaldo. No, no, as in R- R- Ronaldo. I feel like kind of actually, it's weird. I, I, actually, 11. if you're looking from a Chelsea perspective, it's Ronaldo every day. You have so many good deliveries on the side. You have Reese James. If you have oh Ronaldo my God, in the box, can you bro, James and Ronaldo. It's it's a click, what? I mean, it's not like Oba doesn't get that kind of doesn't need doesn't maybe on that kind of right service. Though. Maybe the Oba okay, okay, maybe like okay, maybe because I think Tuchel he kind of wants his front three to be as fluid as possible, and Ronaldo right now he's just a. Six yard penalty box merchant. He doesn't really do much no. of the work outside. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's, that's he, a bit off. He could have drawn the the game against Brighton, but Rashford was criminal, and he came in from the wing. <laughs> he still can play. I seen obviously he will not play the full ninety minutes on the wing, but he still can rotate around in the game. I gotta make a case uh, for Ronaldo. At, even yeah, at but, his but age, right? You have I to build mean, a team around him to play to his style. And then he thrives. It's yeah, just that United's I think not not playing to any kind of style now. Even even if I said yes, right, Tuko has already said no, so it doesn't matter what I say. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Like my question was like, mm-hmm. if I mean, if if the rumors are true, you guys can consider Obama Young, but there's one proven guy who is still scoring goals. I mean, obviously the two games he can't score, but 
last season he still performed and scored 18 goals in a very mediocre England uh, Man United team oh, you, oh I thought you were talking about Aubameyang but <sighs> no no I think yeah Ronaldo right yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think Kron he uh, I don't know man just say just dressing room harmony dude that's the the <laughs> ultimate <laughs> the ultimate save card just dress, nah, dressing nah, room nah, bro, we we can't pay we can't shell out four hundred k a week mm. salary for a thirty year old guy. Just yeah yeah yeah. I'm just gonna go for it. Yeah um, dressing room disharmony. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, that was a nice segue. Yeah. Like, thanks for coming out with that one. It made my life easier. But um, while Ronaldo's fortunes might improve at Chelsea, although we know this won't be happening anytime soon or ever for that matter. Man, if I thought last week was bad, <laughs> this week, uh, this this week was just tough, man. Uh, and I always feel like kind of like weird having to bring it up. But if the performances are still as trash as they were last season, we're gonna have to talk about it. And uh, we've seen some doozies. Like we look back at Watford last year, which was I believe Ollie's last game as United boss. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. We saw the destructions at Old Trafford by Liverpool. But I think this Brentford defeat, right? It just kind of hit different from all of them. I don't know whether it was because the the speed at which the goals came or, or just the manner in which the goals were conceded. Uh, I don't know how many of you guys watched the game uh, as it was unfolding, but this was kind of a really... And Brentford of all teams, not particularly known for scoring that many goals, so... Did you watch it? Pass. I did. Uh, oh, it was painful. Even as a neutral, I would think, to to see what was happening. It, it, it was really funny at two 0 Then it it kind of got dark. <laughs> like it's, it's just <laughs> like it was just like what is going on? Like, yeah, it, because I I couldn't believe it. Like the Embuemo goal. Yeah. The amount of space, I I just couldn't believe what I was seeing, man. It's it's like it's like they didn't rectify anything at all. Actually, they the defense no. is is poor. It's it's so poor that it's the whole back line. It's terrible from both both uh, right and left backs, and the center backs. I mean, I don't wanna. I don't think Martinez is. Like, I'm not gonna single him out, but the fact is that he doesn't. He 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 alone can't hold the line, and the other three are completely clueless. So he's just trying to do everything himself. And so it's like they all just end up swarming to one guy. No mm. one like watches where the danger is at, and no one communicates at all. And oh, and then the midfield as well. It's it was yeah it was it was just really terrible. But I'm gonna just come out and first defend David De Gea. I mean, the first two goals were pretty shambolic, but I think this is a one-off thing for him. And we've we've seen like we know what kind of goalkeeper he is. He's not a ball playing goalkeeper so it's, it was a bit strange that um he would he would try to play out from the back like the way he did and and the pass to if i think it was the was it the second goal the pass to ericsson and then yeah. that one was so strange like ericsson was like not even free right if what does that also it, say about the defensive options actually, in front of him i don't know if it, if this is the the moment to say but like what does that say about ten hag 
is he the one telling <laughs> them like play out from the back because definitely you, he, he, he can see yeah. it's like in training you know that like the hair's not very comfortable at making decisions about who to pass to like that and then this is very sense to have your players in your box and then yes right it, the whole thing was yeah. so strange to me and then I was watching the game with my dad and the minute like oh. they were dilly dallying before he passed the ball I was just like what are they doing like shouldn't they all move out of the box because the hair always just clears the ball the, the ball and then he's like he does that and then immediately we're just like no 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 you could already feel it because everyone was you know, caught off guard I think Ericsson wasn't really prepared to receive the ball and then immediately it was just like ah one one more goal straight away it was it's, it was so terrible it's like I don't even know what the problem is now I think that's the problem if you're a United fan um it felt like it was a change of manager that might help. Um, I mean, aside and, and clearing the dead wood as well in the team, we kind of did a lot of that already this season. And and it's the the strangest thing is like, can you be worse than your preseason? It, like it didn't seem possible because the United team were were playing with quite a lot of confidence in preseason. Uh, they were moving the ball pretty quickly. Um, we have off the ball runners, but you don't see any of that in this game. You had everyone moving really static. Uh, when like Bruno had the ball, no one made runs. When Ericsson has the ball, no one comes to receive it. Everyone's just like holding their positions. And so for Brentford, it's really easy to defend. And so they they didn't even have to do much, and they could really just focus their energy on their counter attacks, which was so easy because just, United they, can't they defend just anymore. They just them. Like they didn't allow them to play short because nope. they had such a intense press. And anytime United went long, they just gobble it up. Like even Ronaldo, you know, like with his aerial threat and his ability to hold the ball up, you just know it. Just way off it that day. It's one um, of those like they have a ton of possession, and it's completely useless possession. Yeah, it's like that's right? the same all against Brighton, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, uh, really, it, it was kind of that. Yeah. They just keep moving the ball left to right, left to right, one level up, and it comes back straight away, and then it goes back again. It's Th- all this for like absolutely nothing off topic but I would like to see how United play having taken the lead and I know that you, you need to earn that right right you need to earn the right to actually you go ahead and score games. a goal <laughs> yeah but I don't know it's almost like the the way they've been conceding like even against Brighton it was like two quick fire goals you know like they just don't seem to be able to reset manage. Or, or, or they, they yeah, yeah tighten up after they go behind it's just like one and then straight away like they're just the game is almost like dead just 5-10 minutes later or they have to play like serious catch-up. Yeah. And and that's not the way you would love to bet in a new system, you know. And I, obviously playing Liverpool next, not ideal. But... Um, I'm going to say it's ideal. <laughs> wait, wait. Because oh, what's like, up with... Oh, because yeah. the expectation will all be on Liverpool in a way, yeah, I guess. But yeah. What's up with Varane, man? Like, why is he on the bench? I, I don't know. No man. I don't, <laughs> I don't know, actually right? know. Like I think he's just not not the preferred choice. Over Maguire. I, think, nah, I think this is bo- I, 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 I think, have a I think conspiracy it's not theory the, actually. The preferred choice. <laughs> oh yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. I think this is just like Ten Hag's way. I think Ten Hag deep down is not a fan of Maguire, but because of the hierarchy at United, he's giving Maguire like first dibs. So he's like, "Okay, you guys want me to play him?" I'll play him, but I know how this is going to end. So he plays him for a few games, and potentially the crowning moment is at home to Liverpool. If things go horribly wrong there, 
he can just be like, well, I tried it out. You know, I'm I'm protecting Maguire now. I'm I'm gonna have to take him out of the firing line, and then we don't ever see him back in the starting lineup. You and guys could, yeah. I the mean, board kind of doesn't have to doesn't ban eyelid. Yeah, but I think you guys could emulate what Arsenal kind of did last season, which was losing three games in a row. I mean, the, honestly, the performances have been shockingly similar. Mm-hmm. No, even worse, I think. I mean, based on United, the quality, yeah, I guess yeah, man for man, yeah, you guys have a much better starting lineup. Uh, I'm even starting to doubt that because it doesn't look like it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the the if you say it's on paper and mm, it's their names, sure. sure, yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, Shaw over like Cedric, sure, but in reality, it's like, huh? Shaw can't defend anymore, and like Dalo can't. Is is like was supposed to be the better attacker of uh, versus him at Wan Bissaka, he can't mm-hmm. deliver across to save his life. So it's just like, Ooh. I guess we we can't play this system because he can't he can't cross, so he can't be an attacking winger. Sancho is not doing take ons anymore for whatever reason. Yeah. It's like it's yeah. completely strange. It's like then everyone can't do what they were supposed to be able to do. Who like you know it's 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 still baffling. Like even right now, I can't really figure it out because. Individually, you, you as a coach, right? You would tell your players just go out and do what you're good at. When when shit hits the fan, right? You can't play systems. Just do what you you're good at. If you can dribble, then dribble. It's all about if, if you passion can't, then, and right? attitude. Exactly. Mm. Like you're you're down three 0 Just do something. Do anything. You know. Like if you can't play out from the back, you're three 0 down. There's nothing to lose. Just pump the ball up and everyone just attack or or something. I mean, they weren't even desperate. I think if you saw. The second half was yeah, like no, even it, slower it than like the first half. It felt like a stroll. Half. Yeah, it felt like a stroll. Yeah. Who, who was United's worst player that game? Worst? Yeah. Maguire? I mean, it has to be defensively. The hair yeah. is probably up there la, because of his mistakes. Because if he but didn't... What a, but what, but what about do. Bruno Fernandes? I didn't even see him on the pitch, man. Bro, don't get me started on Bruno, man. He, he, he's he, like, he was he's absent. Bruno and Rashford in, in the same bracket. Yeah, it was totally absent. He's, yeah. He he makes me sorry for trying to defend him for fraud of the season last <laughs> our, our episode. Like I I feel like he's he's firmly in that position as as the key fraud. Mm. Um, and I can't see him like playing side by side with Ericsson. They just don't work together. Both of them are like a very similar position, and then we are completely exposed in the midfield. But that's also because we don't trust McFred. Which which managed to get a mention on live TV, right? I think it was Paul Merson who said McFred officially. So <laughs> he did been officially <laughs> acknowledged on TV yeah. that he's like McFred can't win anything with McFred. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. McFred is a movement now. It's a it's a movement. It's a get oh. them both out movement. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually mean, thought Shaw was yeah. probably my. Along with De Gea, the one of the worst players on the pitch, just looks miles off it, man. No, he looks super unfit. <laughs> Not just unfit, yeah. like his his like brain like takes almost like a, a full second longer than it normally would. Like his just reaction time now is like way off it as well. He's like regressed both physically on the pitch and like his mental awareness. I think a yeah, bit of I think a I bit of I think a bit of Maguire's uh. Football intellect diffused to Luke Shaw. Kind of rubbed off on <laughs> him. Been taken yeah. down too yeah. many times. I, I do remember this. You guys, you guys got to give Malaysia a goal, uh, Whether I you think Malaysia is so good against Liverpool. 
It's he's so good really in terms of like his, his effort. Yeah. I think I would just yeah. play play kids against Liverpool. I saw him barking orders to like Maguire. Like he didn't give a fuck. Dude. He he came on late. Uh, I mean he he made I think one kind of random challenge that gave away a dangerous free kick. But apart from that, he was energetic. He was yelling at his teammates to like get organized. So I would you know you guys bought him for a reason, right? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's the the kick up the backside Luke Shaw needs, you know. The the, the, the one player I'm missing the most, uh, oh, I was really hoping to see was Martial back in the prem, because I feel like he he was the only one who was kind of dangerous during preseason. Rashford was never was never gonna be the guy. He he didn't look sharp in preseason. Yeah. He didn't look sharp. Sancho in the first was alright. Sancho's alright in terms of like he holds possession and he kind of like keeps the but the, I've not the seen him putting a cross or like beat like. Exactly, le- and has he even taken a shot back, yeah. in the last two games? I think yeah. not. It's it's frustrating, at best. And well, I think Ronaldo's yeah. not too bad. I mean, I mean, I think whenever he he does play, he does look like the only sort of outlet. But Ronaldo, like, this moment. is the first time in my like life I've seen Ronaldo like truly broken. Yo. I've seen him like. I'm seeing him every time the camera zooms in on him. He's just like, but never, oh. at, never <laughs> at club level, dude. This yeah. is yeah. It's a new Even level. Even at Juventus, low. when they were like struggling a bit, I mean, they I were fighting for fourth. He was still, he was still there, you know. Like he was still putting it, turning it on. But against Brentford, he just didn't look like he gave a shit, man. Early days, but I don't think he's ever been in a club that was in relegation positions, which is where we are right now. So, says a lot. So I mean, <laughs> I've been hearing Jamie O'Hara say like, "You guys are gonna go down." I'm like, let's also not fucking. Get crazy, but mm. but the performances uh, don't uh, lie. I'm not saying they're gonna I, I go think, down, but I they think are, the they first two they games are relegation level. Yeah, they couldn't go any worse. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, the the game do, against do Liverpool, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's what I wanted to talk about. Like, do you mm. guys see anything other than a Liverpool <laughs> win? Yeah, I, I know, yeah, I know. The yeah. ball is round, like the the old folks saying. You know, the ball is round, but. I can't see anything but a Liverpool win. Like, if you're gonna, well, let's see yeah. how Liverpool play against Palace because if Liverpool don't beat Palace tonight, then suddenly you have both sides no wins in two. Then the complexion of the game changes, you know. But yeah, I mean, yeah, Liverpool that, off late, yeah, they're still very playing. strong, very strong at um, Old Trafford. But yeah, I think I think a a, a lot of it, the, a lot of the pressure and narrative will change based on what happens tonight. And Palace sort of coming to Anfield. You never know with Palace, man. They're just a weird like Zaha might just put on a blinder, or he might not show up at all. It's it's either or with him. So we'll 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 have to see. But yeah, not not the easiest fixture for United to try to bounce back after a four 0 defeat, lah. That's that I think is is pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah. Credit Brentford. They they did well actually. I they think credit has to be given. Well. Yeah, credit has to be given to Jensen in midfield. I think he led Jensen. the press extremely well. Yeah, yeah, he led the press extremely mm. well. And and I and I and I saw like United's backline right being pushed back and being so, uh, uh, frazzled, and I think that's why they they kind of like uh lost, lost so much uh confidence after the first couple of goals la. Like, I think Brentford really worked well. Honestly, I think. In, during uh, our frauds of the season, right? Some of us actually put um, Brentford as a possible relegation side. I'm saying it's still 
too early to call it, but if they continue playing the system well and running the games like how they did against United, I think they could survive and actually do well. Yeah, yeah, they're kind of an interesting yeah. take. Mm. I, 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 I'm not sure if like your likes of like your Mbuemus, Tonys and even I think the new kid on the block is what Josh the Silva, right? Um, whether they can keep it up is another thing, but certainly Brentford at least look like an exciting watch. <laughs> that that's I think that uh, credit to them. They they even in the opening game against Leicester, they were packed back early, but they came back strong. And against United, they just from the get go targeted someone who was so influential for them last season, which kind of blows my mind. But for all, for how much Brentford respect Ericsson, they really like sort of game planned on what his poorest attributes were and just kind of went full tilt on it and, and it paid off big time for them. Yeah, er- Ericsson doesn't play well with his uh, back towards the opponent's goal, like where he's just facing his own goal. Also, was he was kind of getting like shoved around a bit, you know, a bit of, b- got big brothered a little bit uh, on the pitch. Frustrated yeah. him a lot. I, that's why I think they brought on uh, McTominay to try to, to toughen up the midfield. I mean, it was and very yeah. It, it, the it the, the halftime subs, yeah. yeah. The halftime subs, you could tell they just brought off all the smaller guys. You know, like they knew that they were just getting decimated in the air. It was probably going to get worse uh, if they didn't. So, um, yeah. At least that you know that sort of steadied the ship a bit. But yeah, damage was done by then. Um. Then moving on to how actually um, actually no, we did talk about that how the game would play out. Does anyone else sort of think we could have an, an upset on the cards next week at Old Trafford? No, nah, man. I mean, I mean, um, last season, I mean, it's a whole deja vu moment again. Uh. like last season, um, kind of right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we we kind of expected United to like bounce yeah. back because like oh. There's no way that United can continue losing after such a, a long streak of losses. And then, bam, I think it's like 5 new, and then after that, 4 new. So, like, you know, based on what I think most of us saw over the weekend, I, it's really, really hard to imagine how United can conjure up a performance. I think for them to even get a point, it's really a win to them. Do you think it's possible if they make sort of wholesale changes? Like not wholesale, but maybe you drop the likes of Bruno. You drop you drop Maguire. You drop Shaw. Three or four changes to that lineup against Brentford. How do you think they'll cope, or how do you think they'll fare? I I think to be honest, right? Um, maybe maybe Nate can chime in, but I'll say that it would be rather refreshing if United maybe played people with a little bit more hunger. Like I think you guys mentioned just now, Malaysia. And like mm. um, uh, maybe the likes of Ilanga and Van Der Beek or something, people who actually want to fight for something. I mean, I mean, I think Nate will take Nate will take it if let's say United put up a performance even if they lost. But if they bring up something like how they did against Brentford, I mean, it is just another round of uh, disappointment, like just a run of a meal weekend again uh, for the United fans. I think they have to. I think the coach should make a statement and and really bench the players that that perform poorly to show that you can't put out that standard of football. It's just mm. not. 
acceptable. Like whether or not it was the coach's decision to play a certain kind of uh, a way, right? To play out of the back or something like that. The performance was shambolic for them on an individual level. So I think Ten Hag should really just like bench a lot of them. And I think the only advantage that I could see that happening is that it would be very hard for Liverpool to then read what the game plan will be from United if you completely change your team. Like right now, you you saw how Ericsson, Bruno and Shaw, what their game plan is sort of, right? If suddenly the midfield now looks like it's Van der Beek, uh, Baez at the back, you have Malasia on the left, you have like Ilanga instead of Rashford. It's a bit like, okay, what? how are they going to play now? Who's their, their main man? You can't really tell. And they're all like right. a, a lot faster pace merchants, I would say. Like, <laughs> I think it's much better. Like Maguire, Shaw, they're way past it. They're like literally strolling on the on the pitch. It's it's too easy for opponents at this point. So I would do that just to change things up, keep things interesting. We'll probably still lose, but, you know, at least it's we'll also a huge statement. Up. Like against, I think Liverpool at Old Trafford, is probably United's biggest fixture of the season. Uh, I don't think that's overstating things. So if Ten Hag were to make such sweeping changes for that game, right, I think regardless of result, it's just a huge... It could even be looked at as a, as a huge win, you know, because it shows that there's a changing of the guard. Like, at least something is happening, you know. It's not like... It's no longer doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, so... We'll see what he's made of. Yeah, yeah we'll the best way to sum it up of. for me is that in the past, you know how teams, like sometimes I think we'll get a bit like, as a fan, you'll be like a bit nervous if your strongest XI is not playing. But looking at, at the United team now, I can't really see who is our strongest 11. With that being said, mm-hmm. I would just switch it up to just be like, well, if if who we thought were the strong ones put up a performance like they did at Brighton and Brentford, they aren't the strong ones in the team anymore, and I would just change it up. The, yeah. I mean, there comes there comes a point where you have to stop, kind of yeah. going by. Literally, go back anymore. for the, yeah. the the first training after that match and be like, okay, everyone, whoever fresh does start. well, <laughs> fresh start. You play well this training, you get into the team next weekend. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. There's no like we don't look at anybody's style. names. <laughs> Best yeah, 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 who yeah, scores yeah, the yeah. most is playing striker. That's it. Captain's <laughs> <laughs> armband also up for grips. <laughs> Yell if you yell more, you get a captain's armband. I don't know, maybe. Oh man, that'll be that be. You can hear how desperate right. we are. Okay, <laughs> I want to put Nate out of his misery because he has been talking about United for weeks. And come on, you guys gotta give, like like I doubt any. I not doubt. I know for a fact no Manchester United player listens to FKB. But damn it, man, give Nate something to cheer about. Maybe not next week, but the week after that, that'll be good. Say pass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like you but I don't like you that much Dave. <laughs> um, moving on we've got Cash on the show uh, this week um, mentioned that at the start of the episode and that was because you wanted to really have both Cash and Lionel talk about El Cashico or Oil <laughs> Oil Classico I, I messed that one up but I, I revived it Oil Classico it's kind of a weird We've never really seen Newcastle City in this vein before because for obvious reasons, Newcastle were playing a very different, um, not level, but their expectations, I guess, were very different from City's. And while they still are quite a distance apart in quality, Newcastle are going to be knocking on the door of the elite very soon. So, and 
it's also coincidental that both these sides are still, I believe, the only two sides in the league to have yet to concede. Um, obviously, City with the superior goal difference having walloped Bournemouth. No thanks to Haaland. Um, but we'll start with Cash. How sort of excited are you that? I know it doesn't seem like a big event right now, or maybe it does to you, but just the potential thought that a Newcastle City could be, you know, a, a title eliminator, not to get too ahead of ourselves, but just the thought that that could be something really marquee in the coming years. How 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 does that set you up like right now as a fan? Yeah, I think uh, I mean it makes sense that in future years to come. But um, this coming week, uh, we are not ready. We are nowhere near ready. I might think we were after the the Forest game, but definitely not after the Brighton game. Uh, like pre-show, sure we really we really talked a bit before the rest of the guys came in. Um, I said I see why now that uh Eddie Howe is going for medicine because previously I was very confused. Why do we need a central midfielder? Um. Currently, we don't have Shelby in the squad, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but Shelby showed why he is so important in the Eddie Howe structure, because now Bruno is is in the middle there, and he's, I wouldn't say he's he's being very atrocious there, but it's more like his talent is wasted playing mm. the deep lying midfield. He is more of a advanced playmaker. Um, you want him closer like, to the box, right? You want him more of like an offensive threat rather than yeah, spring passes from deep. I mean, he even at the end of last season, he was spraying very well, but it's like now he's a bit too deep to influence anything, especially yeah. when you have uh, someone who blows hot and cold like Sim Maximin. Um, for preseason, Amaron was doing very well, but he's clearly not good enough for the level we aspire to be, and uh, it then be- becomes the same problem as as we had with Bruce Ball, where Callum Wilson is quite isolated up front. That's what we saw on uh, uh, Bruce uh, Ball. Oh God, that's just something about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, the one guy that I feel that is really not good enough right now, and he's, he's sticking out like a sore thumb, is uh, Joey Locke. Uh, mm. I actually never really rated him, even though he had that purple patch that season. He looks very lightweight. He, he, we we don't know what's his best strength like he can he might have quick feet and he pops up here and there but there's nothing that really says that okay I'm Joe Willock this is what I bring to the table and you can't drop me because without that without me you are gonna lack something I think anyone else like the whole game since the the halftime I was screaming that just bring in Shaolong stuff even though I don't rate Shaolong stuff at all but he was just not doing anything so when we bring this team to fight Man City um I believe we all, uh, most of us watch the Man City game. Like it's quite scary. <laughs> uh, I don't I have mean, any confidence. Yeah. yeah. But y- it's 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 kind of funny that you say that because me as a as a neutral in this case, right? Like obviously I'm rooting for you guys, but I don't think it's that big of a mismatch. Like I I do see Newcastle being able to. Um, certainly like they're not favourites to like win or even take a point but I think you guys will make it very frustrating for for Man City I don't think they'll have it all their way I wouldn't be shocked if City conceded their first goal of the season at, at St. James's Park so yeah, I don't know so maybe it's just me but I'm, I'm kind of curious what the other guys feel about the upcoming like Newcastle City clash because I, I really don't think it's 
going to be as sort of maybe I'm putting words in your mouth but I, I don't think it's going to be as one-sided as you, you might think it's going to be the plus point is that we are the strongest uh, team that they'll be challenging so far but the problem is okay so we have always struggled against those kind of like creative uh, number 10 such as like people like your Juan Matas your Mezuzils and your De Bruyne's so um, we corrected some of those things when we played a high line and we pushed uh, De Bruyne all the way back so but the thing is now when they have Haaland right they have the second weapon yeah which me as someone who have watched Newcastle for so many years it's like okay we with this team of players we can handle the De Bruyne problem but now there's a new problem and I don't know how we might counter that unless we really control the game right from the start which is not very uh, likely I think um, I, I'm no football manager because I, I don't really play football manager but if I were <laughs> <laughs> like if how does I, the standard for being a football <laughs> manager I play football manager <laughs> I mean there are a lot of uh, just a little tangent there are a lot of self-proclaimed like Know, football managers just because they have the game installed on their looking computer. at you peaks <laughs> looking at you <laughs> <laughs> okay but I know there are a lot of experts in the Africa continent <laughs> hey man that's not you can't call you out can't say that you can't say that in go to the Premier League Facebook page and tell me otherwise go ahead yeah. sorry Sash yeah but, but if I were Eddie Howe I think um, I, I would ask Joe Ellington to do kind of that man-marking role on De Bruyne because what Haaland yeah. tries in is that ball in behind and I think right now Haaland and De Bruyne are slowly fostering this uh, partnership you know where De Bruyne just pings in a pass from deep and then Haaland just runs to it yeah. I mean as a neutral fan right I, I think your best player in these two games so far has been Joel Linton he looks like a man reformed and I don't say this ironically but if you were to put him in the Liverpool midfield tree right he wouldn't look out of place and I feel that it will be an elevation to Liverpool's current midfield because I think Jordan Henderson we did say it before or rather my brother did say it before that it's he's nothing fantastic whereas I think Joe Linton he brings a lot yeah, he brings a lot to I don't know to, to Newcastle's midfield and I think the reason why people are not recognizing it right now in this current moment is because to excuse my French, Joel Linton has been more shit. I mean, he has been shit for a longer period of time than he has been good, but maybe if you give it 3 2 to 3 months more and then I think more people will start recognizing what he brings to the whole Newcastle team. And I wouldn't say that you guys don't have a chance because the ball is round and I think you guys fit playing a lot more a counter-attacking football because against Brighton right I, I think you guys got just out pass and, and, and that and I think um, you guys were missing target as well because you, you Dan Burn played on the left right if I remember correctly that, that I remember yeah, he, but he was did, he did a pretty good job now yeah, but I wasn't Botman on the left. No, uh, Botman plays left centre back. Yeah, mm. but but Dan Burn. Yeah, was but going off the left. point, the reason why we were, we were being outpassed is because our midfield was very lightweight. Mm-hmm. Even though we had Joel mm-hmm. there, he Correct. really cannot cover for 
two people because Joe Willock doesn't do a lot of that defensive duty. That's why, yeah. like, I okay. If you ask me now, what did Joe Inter- uh, Joe Willock bring to the game? I can't tell you anything because there's yeah. really nothing outstanding that happened. Vibes, him. bro. He, he is your vibes, he is your yeah. Jordan Henderson. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is my Jesse Lingard. But yeah, yeah, so like, um, um, if we do need to get a point or something like that, I think the key is to strengthen the midfield. Like if Joe Willock comes and plays a blinder, then I'll take every single word back from today. And uh, if uh, it really depends on which Sam Maximum appears as well. I kind of have a feeling that. Um, do you think Joe Willock will be dropped from the game because he, Eddie Howe will definitely want to be a little bit more defensively solid? So I wouldn't be surprised if Shong Long's stuff gets introduced into the midfield tree. And I think yeah, um, Amiron is not that good. He he's not. The right winger that you guys will will want to see in the foreseeable future, but he does bring a lot defensively, and I think you kind of need the energy to mark. Was it Jao Cancelo who will be playing on the left hand side? So you yeah, I think that's the left winger. Yeah, yeah, correct. So I think Almiron is industrious. He has a lot of energy, and I think he brings a lot into the game defensively. So yeah, I, I think. Mm, it's, it's gonna be a tough game for Newcastle. Uh, sorry for for Man City. It, it won't be a gimme. But it, it really depends on what kind of mood Callum Wilson is in, because uh, I I think he he can score against anyone. He's a proven Premier League goal scorer. And uh, yeah, I think you're right. Saint Maximin has to kind of up his game a little bit more because he hasn't been playing to what we know he can be at, you know, level wise. He. He did pretty well against Forest. Uh, in Brighton, it's not like he did not get any opportunities, but he's just making all the wrong decisions. When 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 he should be passing, he chose to dribble and vice versa. So it's quite frustrating, and uh, we didn't really make a lot of clear cut chances as well. So that would be my concern. I mean, um, traditionally we play much better at home, so that could be an issue. I mean, a plus point for us. But um, yeah, if you ask me now, I'm not very optimistic. Yeah, so I want to hear thoughts from Lionel. You know, the light blue half of of this fixture. What What do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, you guys did bring up some good points. I, I, I mean, I did mention that I caught the Newcastle, <coughs> the Newcastle's opening game against Forest. They looked um, they were given a lot of opportunity la. Like they looked like. They, they look so much better under Eddie Howe but I mean historically right um, I'm looking at the stats now City have played uh, Newcastle on 5 occasions and across 5 games right City have averaged 4 goals every game so statistically it doesn't really look good for Newcastle um, I, I feel that um, Newcastle will put up a fight um, I think they may get a goal from I'm going to call it from a set piece by 3PA and then you know someone he meets someone in the box and then they get a goal but overall I'm as a City fan I feel very comfortable with the way City are uh, unlike last season City started this season pretty strong um, 6 goals in 2 games and we really look good um, honestly I think um, I actually don't even fo- think y'all are in first gear <laughs> y'all yeah. are like still in second third gear dude yeah but I feel that um, for Newcastle right looking at the midfield of uh, Guimaraes, Drillington, and Willock versus um, 
KDB who, who is like in the form of his life uh, Gundogan and Rodri I think um, City is going to boss their midfield la. so uh, I think if New- Newcastle want to get away with something like a goal or at least a point right they really really need to uh, ge- like they really really everyone have to be all hands on deck to help out the midfield if not it's going to be quite disastrous la. and I think I definitely mm. see Newcastle um, dropping deep Defend, defending very very compact and then pushing and hitting us on the counter like um, Almiron has been pretty um, interesting because like I think a lot of people um, kind of not rate him uh, like my brother j- just mentioned but I'll say that what Almiron brings to the Newcastle side now is pace and um, this is something that is quite important to hit uh, to, to effect like a good counter la. so he may be um, he may be quite important to lead the counter against us but um, it's going to be quite tough la. so I can only see Newcastle scoring like from a set piece maybe through like a Dan Burn header or something or maybe if Fabian Shah could pull out another rabbit from the head and shoot from distance just lobs yeah. Edison from the halfway line <laughs> yeah so um, if not then it's going to really be difficult for Newcastle to um, do something but you know Wilson's you never know score, when, when nah man Wilson's but score. you you, you, but you, the thing is you never know when a, when a team plays at home la. anything could happen okay because yeah. just I would to go say for the, the, there's, yeah. a, there's a weak point with uh, Man City I think that this season uh, Ruben Diaz is not looking very good um, spot I on personally yeah I personally have always felt that Edison is a bit dodgy as well he uh, yep. so massive massive yep. fraud if we can um, expose all these things then uh, we do have a chance but that means we have to get past the the disgusting midfield that you all have and and then see what we can do from there yeah I, I mean I, I definitely agree with you I think I did mention to my brother as well like Ruben Diaz um, ever since he coming back from injury he didn't look like the Diaz that um, won the PFA player of the year the, the way Eke is playing now looks like how Ruben Diaz was playing when he first came in uh. And of course, I mean, yep. um, Ed, Ed, the, the Edison has been like the lightning rod of like criticism uh, recently because of, I'll say quote-unquote, people saying that, you know, he's not a shot stopper or he's quite slow in his reactions. But, you know, um, I, I'm also keeping an eyeball on him, but what I would say is that, you know, um, he did make a brilliant save against Skamaka. He did make a save against uh, one of the Bournemouth players, I think. So, um, and, he, and what I would say is that, uh, he's kind of like um, uh, who uh, oh man I'm just blanking out okay but what I would say is that for Edison right what he can't do he, what he's not really good at in um, uh, short stopping he makes it up for like you know uh, ball playing and uh, making long passes and like you know kick starting a, a play that could eventually lead to a goal so you know um, give the man a chance man but yeah, I'll say uh, that. Yeah. I don't. I don't think anyone yeah. is like really ragging on Edison uh. It's just yeah, yeah he but does have the the odd like yeah. F I mean, up I, in him. Yeah, I do. I do. I understand that when people say that you know, Edison should be like Brazil's first choice keeper. You know, I don't not deny that because Edison has been really good, especially last season. But I'll say that you know, Edison is like Edison also has his good uh qualities uh. But yeah, I mean. Like uh, Cash said, if let's say somehow Newcastle can, you know, uh, can kind of leverage over you know, City's weaker points, 
you know, it could lead to something. But yeah, I'll, I'll say that Newcastle is going to be a bit more difficult um, than um, previous Newcastles that we have locked horns with. Uh. Yeah, um, yeah it should be just to point one, out like both sides. Yeah, I just want just to wrap up. Like, uh, if there are any City fans who are listening to this uh, podcast and you guys play FPL, uh, Callum Wilson is currently owned by 3.5% of uh, <laughs> the population. <laughs> but he's going to be in 100% of your nightmares. Hey. <laughs> Don't talk about FPL with like City, man. Freaking Haaland. Haaland <laughs> just trolled the shit out of everybody in FPL. Who else, Captain Haaland? I I did. I saw someone captain. I saw someone captain. my terrible Jesus. weekend, guys. Yeah, I oh captain Haaland as well. Well, if Sa- if Salah has a blinder tonight, you'll know where to find me. Uh, but that that I might end up even worse off than yours. So we'll see. But Zaha um, is up against Trent, bro. Don't is he in hundred percent of your nightmares? Oh God! <laughs> Enough, man. Just just. Give us Reese James and, and be done with it. Uh where was I? Oh yeah, on FPL, right? Since since we somehow landed on FPL and all that, we're going to honorable mentions and probably the best FPL asset of this week is none other than Gabby Jesus. Um, which I guess I don't know if Lionel has mixed feelings about his re- performance because I'm guessing part of you is glad to see that he is like doing so well or it's it's like one game but the signs are all there that he's going to be Arsenal's main man. Are you kind of surprised based on what you've seen with, uh, from him at Man City or is his sort of performances both in pre-season and the one at Leicester kind of taking you by surprise? Well, you know, um, what I would say is that I have always known that Jesus has been has had, uh, had it in him. La. You know, I think the reason why people don't really rate Jesus is firstly because he has been in the shadow of, you know, I, I'll say the greatest striker of all time, uh, Aguero. No. All nah, time, hey. <laughs> Okay, I'll, okay, I'll say the Man greatest. Said all time. The, the greatest, the greatest striker of City for all, like, of, for, oh, for yeah, City okay, in all time, lah. And, and I'll say drop off. Yeah, but but I'll say that um, you know, firstly living in Aguero's shadows, it, it's quite hard to you know catch sure. up with his level of prestige, and secondly is that. Whenever City plays against teams, right, teams tend to drop very deep against City and he does have a counter. So it kind of makes it difficult for Jesus to, you know, capitalize on the situation and score goals. But again, Plus but, he was on the wings a bit more, right? Yeah. Like, especially yeah. last season. I think he was kind of playing like a Firmino role. So he was dropping deep um, and then letting the wingers bomb forward. Firmino role. Yeah, so... Um, yeah. I, but now he's in uh, Arsenal, you know, Teams don't really defend deep against Arsenal. That's why, you know, he's able to find that little pockets of space, be able to to score goals. And, you know, what a first goal he scored against um, uh, Leicester over the weekend. I think that just really mm-hmm. shows the kind of player he is and the kind of player that we have, you know, letting fly under the radar and feeling that, you know, oh, he's just like, an, a, he's just a slightly above average player. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I... I would say that you know City the way I, I love the way City is run because you know unlike a certain North London club, um, we want the best for our players, even if they want to <laughs> depart, and uh, we wish him all the best la, And you know if he's and you know I definitely could see him 
scoring against Man City when they, they when there's a clash between City and Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, but all I'll say is that um, you know, I wish him all the best and it's good to it's kind of bittersweet to see him do like doing so well at the Arsenal. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. But I mean like he just looks like he's matured so much in the span of like one summer. Like Jesus has always felt like 20 or 21 to me for like the last five years he's just constantly been that um super sub you know like just doesn't age so in my head he's just still playing for like the olympic squad in brazil and then uh, jesse lingard right (laughs) yeah exactly like just young talents man and i don't know just he just seems to have matured so much in like two three months so that's kind of nice to see i think the premier league especially last season was kind of sorely lacking in the striker department there weren't many like really stand out forwards like it was your sons your salas who were really stealing the limelight and you had Kron of course doing his thing um, but it's nice to see like strikers come to the fore uh, and for Arsenal it can only be, be good things and if they can keep this run going they'll also be in the mix come like um, I mean not in the mix come end of the season but they'll at least be Con- contending for that top four spot really early in the season. Um, another quick honorable mention: we are all, I'm guessing, in the ballpark of 29, 20, 28, If I'm not wrong, and uh, I don't think, I don't think any of us actually watched Forest in the Premier League the last time they they played. Correct me if I'm wrong. Nope. I started watching Premier League when I was in two thousand. I think they might have been down by then already. What's so the uh, the team that is probably never co- going to come back into the Premier League that you watched in the Premier League? Coventry Ooh. City, Bolton Wanderers. <laughs> ah, that's mm. a good one. We we got man. Sad, <laughs> really sad Maybe about that. Ipswich for me. Ipswich, yeah. Ipswich, yeah. Ipswich was one of the first few, like the yeah. the one that gone to the the UEFA Cup. Yeah, mm. so that was an iconic. Team, I-, I wanted to say Blackburn, but they do look like. One of the content might come, to up, come right? up. Blackburn yeah. feel like there are a few attempts off. Maybe one yeah. or two good loan signings, and they could be back in the playoffs. But mm-hmm. like, Co- like Coventry, bro. Like the the Co- I think they are in league league one or league two now. And the very first time, I think actually the very first Premier League match I ever watched, they were one of the teams, and I was just like, what what the f is a Coventry? And yeah, <laughs> never saw them again. So. I, 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 you could see the atmosphere yesterday at the um, the city ground. It was insane. Like the the forest fans have just been through so much. Um, I know a lot of like, not even like us. We're considered, I guess, m- like <laughs> a bit more like senior in in football terms. But mm-hmm. a lot of like the kids who were born in like two thousands have probably never even heard about Nottingham Forest or, let alone even knew that 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 club existed. So. There was something about that game and they rode their luck against West Ham but uh, it was nice to see them get the win. You know, that you could tell like just from a neutral perspective seeing the fans like that's kind of all they've wanted for what the best part of like 30, not 30, maybe like 27 years I think. That's how yeah. far, that's how long they've been away. So that was a really similar, similar story to West Ham. Sorry, Leeds. Similar story to Leeds. Similar yet 
Leeds Leeds went down because of like financial troubles, like and they didn't have the European pedigree Forest did. Forest like won two European Cups, man, which back in the yeah. day like it's like a huge deal, uh. I mean so did Aston Villa, but um once like that success like faded, the the club kind of just like crumble and yeah, I think much more dramatic than Leeds. Leeds was what if, what, what if United goes the same way? Bruh. <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> I, I mean let's let's not turn today's episode into that, but but you know, I to guess quote, if you if yeah, yeah. to quote to quote um <laughs> you just look at the famous right? yeah. Justin Bieber, right? Never say never. Never say never, yeah. <laughs> and I mean cash of all fans of all of us on this episode would know like Newcastle were deemed too big to go down so not to say that's yeah. gonna happen I'm not saying that's what's gonna happen United fans chill out okay stop stop typing hate mail in the comments like it's not what I'm saying it's just possible I'll leave it at that um, very quickly Fraud Watch uh, I was gonna say that I mean, the United fans are too busy putting hate comments on the Glazers in their own like, <laughs> yeah, yeah on their own like <laughs> club page um, I mean Fraud Watch seems like a bit it just seems like stealing candy from a baby this week. Um, so I'm going to try and refrain from nominating United players just because, like, where it's to It's too easy. Mostly. It's too easy, man. Exactly. It's exactly. Uh, I'll just go I'm first, go. get mine out of the way. Uh, I'm doubling sure. up on Leicester, man. I, 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 I nominated the whole club. <laughs> this week, I am nominating one specific player, and it's actually Wesley Fofana, man. I know there's been a lot of talk about Chelsea splashing big bucks for him, but I don't think he'll be doing himself any favours because Jesus and Martinelli just killed him. I don't know whether it's like lack of match fitness or... But man, like... uh, And uh, this is coming from a guy who's like a big uh, proponent of Fofana, but he was taken to the cleaners, man, on Saturday. So yeah, he's he's my pick for this week. But I think why... Why did... Brandon Roy just play him because it's not like he doesn't have an iPhone, right? He knows that there's a lot of media circulating about Fofana's link to Chelsea and I think... <laughs> hey, even better, you can like... The plot thickens, dude. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think Fofana but I think might from not Leicester's be in the right perspective, headspace. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. The headspace thing. I don't mm-hmm. think Leicester have any intention to sell him though, but I do agree lah. You, you, it's not like... I think they have Vestergaard, which, mm-hmm. I mean... Yes, it's not like you're you're playing like a complete scrub, but yeah, you have to ask Rogers that who is right? also like, it's kind potentially of like on the chopping block as well. It's kind of to to liken it to us normies. It's when when you just non football managers, right? Yeah, when you hand in your your two week notice and you know your 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 motivation is just not there because you know you're gonna leave. So very sure. strange decision by Rogers. He's been making some pretty atrocious. You know, maybe Rogers made that decision because he is also on his like <laughs> siesta mood. Mm. Did you before I when I after I submitted my notice, right? I worked even harder because like I want to go on. Oh really? Thing. Ah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe it depends on the invi- in the individual. Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> yeah. So Cash, do you have anyone to nominate on Fraud Watch? Yeah, I um without. Even hesitating, it's uh, Alexander Mitrovic. 
Was he anonymous? Totally, totally. Totally nothing he to do the, with the Newcastle players. Yeah, yeah, he did. Oh, there was a penalty in the match. I didn't even know. Yeah. Yeah. So I saved was it. it. Was it, it was saved there. Oh, damn. Expected better hey, man, from that's, the troll. That's what happens, bro. <laughs> Used up okay. all his mana last week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Who else we got? Nate I Lionel. think I'm just gonna reach out and grab the low-hanging oh. fruit, which is... uh. Anthony Taylor, massive fraud, <laughs> and whoever. Oh, I just found out that Mike Dean, who is also well known for not giving Chelsea, uh, I mean, not giving decisions uh, to, to Chelsea, right? He was on the VAR. So it was like a double win. Oh, okay, that make, makes complete sense. Yeah, so I'm going to throw both of them <laughs> in Anthony Taylor and Mike <laughs> Dean for being massive frauds. I can tell Nate is trying. He's not even. He's just thinking about which. I think which Nate's, Nate's challenge I'm, I'm is, to is not think of a United player. Yeah, yeah, yeah Nate, that's, that's Nate's challenge. Every other team, <laughs> the good vibes. I think that's the rule now, right? Just don't touch the many players. Let's not be bullies. Yeah. Right. Lionel. Uh, what about Harlan? Ha- ha- just for the FPL, <laughs> the FPL fraud. Nah, man. I think Harlan honestly um should have scored against um should have scored. Against Bournemouth, but um, you know, missed the chance and um, but just, I, I, yeah, I, I it's but it's I still feel that you know he was a he was a he was a threat uh, so sure. he can't definitely doesn't deserve to be placed there. But I do have a controversial pick for fraud watch. Um, I think most of you are gonna like 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 react with like a question mark. But you know, th- this team as in, uh, they have had so much hype to finish uh well and finish in the top four, but. Based on what we saw yesterday, right, I feel that Conte and Spurs, they don't look like a top four team based on how they play against Chelsea. They, I mean, we, we had so much, uh, we, so many of us banked on the fact that they were like finished third or maybe cause an upset to, to the title race. But, you know, yesterday was a good, a clear mm. indication that, you know, they are, you know, just like bounced behind City and Liverpool. So, um, you know, Chelsea really ran the game yesterday and uh, to be frank, I think for Spurs to get away with a point, you know, Chelsea was really robbed by that. Lah. So, um, this Spurs doesn't really look like their best. I mean, understandably that, uh, you know, Spurs fans who are listening now could argue to say that, you know, oh, this is not our best team because, you know, Perisic is not fit and whosoever. But I'll say that um, I think we are giving Spurs uh, more credit than they deserve. Uh, I think... Right now, Arsenal definitely look better than them. So, um, Spurs need Spurs has a point to prove. Uh, and I think their next two games are against Wolves and Forest, in which if, let's say, you know, if they struggle against either of these teams and, you know, come up with anything less than, I'd say, four points, um, you know, it's gonna, I think it's quite reflective of what I have to say today. Uh, like, they are, they are frauds because they are not lifting up to the expectation mm. all of us had on them pre preseason. I actually quite like that pick because I mean and I was almost I was almost about to tell you that we've had BK on with his picks before so nothing you say could like cause us to like react because that guy is the wildest takes. Um but I do kind of agree. Like I think heading into the match Spurs were actually slight favourites and they just looked 
bewildered. They looked a bit intimidated, overwhelmed by the not just who they were playing, but by the vocal support at Stamford Bridge. I thought the fans were superb yesterday. Really made it very like sort of like an uncomfortable setting for for Spurs, which is not new, but it's also first game of, of this first home game of the season. So I think that played a part. I mean, we did put them in top four for a reason and not for the title. So I will give them a pass away to the team that finished third last season. I think um, Chelsea away was always going to be tough. It also didn't help that our expectations of Chelsea dipped after that performance against Everton. So maybe both sides are still finding their feet. You know, like match day one, Spurs look way more impressive. Chelsea look kind of like like what you just said about Spurs, I could have said the exact same thing about Chelsea on match day one. So, I think it'll be very interesting to see where both of them are because like Sa said earlier, Chelsea have quote-unquote favourable fixtures right coming up. So do Spurs. So maybe by match day five, we'll have a clearer understanding of how closely matched these two actually are. And I think they potentially will be running each other really close to like that third and fourth with Arsenal in the mix. I did put United to <laughs> be in the top four coming <laughs> out of the season, but it's, it's a very hard sell now. Uh, very, mm-hmm. very hard sell for me now. But yeah, uh, I, I think Chelsea Spurs are going to be very, very close neighbours, not only coming out of the end of the season, but by match day five, match day 10. Can I ask a hypothetical question? If United win the Europa and... That get, gives them qualification to Champions League, and they still get relegated. Does that still work? <laughs> yeah, I don't see why it wouldn't. <laughs> so you yeah, can play so Champions League but be in the championship. Remember. Yeah, was it yeah. Birmingham yeah. or, or Wigan? What? When they won B- the Birmingham, uh, Birmingham, the Euro- Birmingham. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Birmingham got relegated. But that was the Euro- that was the Europa League. Like we've never seen a relegated side play in the Champions League, though. That's Wait, a great was hypothesis. It, was yeah, that called? Yeah, yeah. That, that wasn't called the Europa League, right? It was called the UEFA Cup. I, I think it was oh, Europa they already la. Oh, I think it oh was they rebranded, rebranded it oh. Europa has been around since like 2010 Birmingham yeah, won it in 2011 right One of those years la. Mm. I, I, okay, I think okay. it was the year my bro almost gave up on football Because <laughs> <laughs> they like They couldn't even beat like Birmingham in the League <laughs> Cup And he was just like F this yeah. <laughs> Tough times yeah. man Better better days for Arsenal fans Um, Was that everyone? I feel like no, we're missing still one me. more nominee. Oh, no, no. Ah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just. Are gonna you gonna g- nominate the Euro the, the Europa League? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna try my best to do a BK hot take on this to avoid the obvious choice Love which it. is United, we and I'm right, gonna go right. for uh, another team that is sitting <laughs> solid rock bottom with us after two games. Where's Sam? Where's Sam? <laughs> and they were expected to mm. do quite well too. I mean, based from last season's... Uh, I mean, everyone thought, you know, Dav- David Moyes is a genius. He's getting West Ham where they deserve to be. And it's right next to his other former club, United, <laughs> which is at the bottom. So, <laughs> I-, I would say their performances are not the worst, but they, they don't seem like the West Ham of last season. That's mm. that's why I would. It just say seems that. like all their big boys have fallen off at the same time. Like I, I, I do see the effort Antonio, though. Suchek. Yeah, they're just not very sharp. You, but I think you they should put, you should yeah you could have concentrated on Declan Rice because he missed a penalty and gave away the penalty. Mm. 
that ultimately cost them the game. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Rice. Declan Rice. Massive. I mean, I said I wasn't Rice. impressed with him. Or not not, not me. I read uh, articles that said he was poor last weekend, but Lionel actually thought he played well. So we don't know if it's a trend. La. Maybe he's one of those guys who secretly, like, his head isn't there anymore. We'll see. Um, maybe Sash, maybe he's did, 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 uh, your, yeah. did your dodge a bullet By not getting no, one I think it could be part maybe. of his plan You know Play absolutely shit this season So that the price will be lowered And then Chelsea buy him Yeah It's all part of the big master brain. plan Yeah West Ham like also have a few dude. like Big money transfers That they're gonna bet in soon Like Skamaka Corne from Burnley You know They're, they're gonna try and fit them in And they've My also boy, got My The likes of Ben Rama um, For Niles and Lanzini Who I think they're looking If not actively They're open to them Leaving the club So Maybe a few changes Here and there But Good shout I mean what If they don't win Their next game Serious questions Are gonna be like Thrown their way Like Maybe not not Moyes out or anything like that. I don't think I think Moyes is one of the safer managers in the league right now. But um they'll want to build on the Europa League and then the conference league position. So if they find themselves with like one or two points after five games, then I can see like certain questions being thrown their way. So don't enti- I don't disagree with that take at all. I think um, we should give another uh, special nominee Rod Watch to Barca for managing to register all their players somehow. Was it all of them? Register Kunde, no. Kunde okay. I, s- I think I saw Lewa and Cassie. I know Lewa played. Yeah, I know Lewa and Cassie. Rafinha also got registered. Rafinha played too. Did Kunde play? Because I heard Kunde, 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 Kunde wasn't registered. He was the only one that they couldn't register. They played Araujo and um, that Man City guy, Garcia. Eric Garcia. Yeah. yeah. And they still drew like <laughs> what? <laughs> like Ryo. New like, new. Yeah. Oh, do you, do you, I think this, this could just be rumors, right? But do you know that um the uh, Barcelona are looking to sign uh, Bernardo Silva? <laughs> I know oh, they've yeah, been, been around for, for a while like, yeah. for months, yeah. But, yeah, but I, I don't know how the hell that's gonna happen. Yeah, but I think City slapped like a hundred million price tag on him, so I don't think no. the, they can get him because like they just sold like twenty five percent of their shares for like two hundred million. <laughs> So just I sell don't know more. They're I gonna offer you like just sell, yeah. Spotify and like yeah. they're, they're gonna they're gonna activate <laughs> like the the eight lever. Do do don't answer don't understand my Basas fraudulence man. They can. I don't know. They they just damn dodgy. They can just do any. They just will will out some economic levers and who knows? Like three weeks later, Bernardo may be holding the shirt up at Barcelona. Can't really rule things out. Yeah, the team is just imbalanced as hell right now. Who who knows, mm. man? Th- there's a there's a new episode, there's a new Barca episode in there somewhere that um, we're bound yep. to like touch on. Eventually, gotta do some research. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um. Okay, I think we've come to the end of the episode, almost at ninety minutes. Uh, got through a lot, and. Yeah, I, I know Liverpool play tonight, but I'm not going to give a prediction because that turned out brilliantly last time out. Um, you guys can if you want to, but yeah, it, it's unless it's by me, it's, then the curse will not be activated, so I don't really care. <laughs> uh, any predictions for tonight? Mm. Which Who's I'm guessing by the time this comes out, it'll be like 
a day after that match anyway. So yeah. Liverpool's at home, right? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna one, go one, nil one. nil. Nil nil. Yeah, love it. Um, four nil Liverpool. Wait, I've read that Gomez is gonna partner Van Dijk, right? Because Konate yeah, and Matip and Konate are both out. Actually, our team is not. It's kind of like in a bit of a pickle now, man. Mm-hmm. A lot of I our like that. fringe players have gotten injuries. Thiago's out, right? Yeah, what's new, man? Thiago and Keita are both out. Oh wow! I'm not even Keita shocked is, anymore. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Yeah, yeah, I think the jersey looks like a pickle. Of course, Ox is out as well. Oh yeah, it does. <laughs> I'm gonna go <laughs> three one. Three one. I feel Liverpool, like we're gonna concede another penalty again, and it's gonna be like Trent. Do you think Trent will be? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Trent will get out jumped by Mateta? I don't even think Mateta is gonna start. I think Edouard is gonna start. Oh. Uh, Trent to just now. Trent to assist lah. Trent to assist. I was wondering just now when you guys up. mentioned uh, Zaha, how come like I feel like why is that Gazer still there? I think that because he um, he peaked like four years ago, bro. Yeah, but I feel like if you ask him, he's me, just happy. If let's say Chelsea wants a quick fix, I think he'll suit Chelsea really well. I don't then, hate that. Mm, I don't hate that. Yeah, I uh, could see him doing all right, but we need to get quite a lot of wingers that we don't need out before we get any new wingers in, like the LeBron James, mm, NCH. Set times, and Hudson Adoy as well. I I I read that he has agreed a loan deal to Southampton. That, mm. I mean that's that's good for both parties. Southampton mm. desperately need like some fresh faces, man. That club is. I think a lot so of lucky the, to have the, drawn the teams that are below the top six would take uh, Hudson Adoy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I, I don't. Disagree. I think Chelsea are more like. Uh, he needs to start every game regardless if he's like trash or not which some clubs don't want to take a punt but on Chelsea that Chelsea still la. thinking of keeping him because like it doesn't seem that way anymore no I think I he, think they want to give him maybe one lose. season yeah. in the league because we've not seen him play more than like 10 games in the Prem yeah very hard to to decide if he's you know good enough I think it's only scored what 4 goals in 5 seasons or is it 5 yeah. goals in 4 seasons Either way, it's not great, lah. Yeah, but yeah. I, I, I can't really judge him because I haven't really seen him play more than like two, I mean, three games back to back. Still so. a better output than DS though. A mm-hmm. lay off my guy, man. But Ballon d'Or nominee, man. Get in DS <laughs> and Darwin. Ballon d'Or nomination. <laughs> Ballon d'Or is finished after doing some cardio. Okay la, okay la, enough. Before we <laughs> they got in ahead of uh, Messi. Diaz. Oh yeah, Diaz better than Messi. Is your headline? Mm. Uh, Game's gone, dude. Yeah, game's <laughs> gone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks Cash for jumping on the pod once again. We're gonna have you on for more apps real soon. Um, yeah, if you're watching Liverpool Palace, or if you've watched it since this will be coming out after the match. Hopefully it was worth you waking up at 3 a.m. And uh, yeah, looking forward to match day three. Um, 
you're still playing FPL. I know it's like three games into the season already, but you can join our league if you don't mind just kind of floundering at the bottom. Uh, you can find <laughs> the link in our Instagram. But yeah, apart from that, thanks everyone, and we'll see you in the next app. Take care.